This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. It is the walk-off. Holden Kushner, Ryan Spader here to talk some baseball today. Really looking forward to doing this show. We uh, didn't talk much last week, Spader, but uh, there's a lot going on. And I didn't see too many tweets from you over the weekend. But I'll tell you something last week that's just been sitting with me. Alex Rodriguez drives me nuts as an analyst. Uh, And I know you're not a big fan of his either. Like, where do you start when we're talking about A-Rod on TV? Well, yeah, I didn't tweet too much over the weekend because I was moving, as you can hear, with the echo I have in the uh-huh. background. But um, on A-Rod, uh, I was always a fan of A-Rod as a player, but um, I tweeted recently that I'm 100% out on him. He made a half billion dollars in his baseball career, but he panders to Major League Baseball. Uh, he's nothing more than a politician at this point, as far as I'm concerned. And um, I, I definitely still vote for him as a Hall of Famer, but he's he's terrible. And anytime I've gone off and said anything about A-Rod. The funny thing is, I get about a dozen texts from uh, former players being like, yo, you're exactly right. This is exactly (laughs) what he is. He's a piece of shit. He's a scumbag. Thank God somebody will say it. And Uh, I just, uh, I'm just glad that, you know, I'm not alone. Nobody's ever criticized anything I've said A-Rod to my knowledge, at least to my face. You know, the only guy that had a problem with me was uh, J.P. Aaron Sebia, and I love J.P. He does such a marvelous job on the Marlins TV broadcast. But I was always like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't even Aaron Sebia. I think it was Latroy uh, Hawkins. I just I can't stand the man because and, and they're always like, no, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. One of the two guys really liked him and the other one didn't. And I can't remember. So who cares? But um, yeah, I can't stand him. I think he's a fake. He's, he's a, a phony. And, and he's a phony, and he hired this PR firm to set him up with J-Lo, which is brilliant. You know, hopefully that'll last another couple of years. They might be owning the Mets. That would be a disaster. And then he hires this PR company to make him you know, just look sharp. He's got a new image. He doesn't, Don't be fooled by A-Rod. This is the same guy. He's a cheat. He's just going to – he squirms to try to get whatever he can. He wants you to like him. I know the Minotaur picture is a fake story, you know, where he it's half, what is that, 
uh, bull and half him. Yeah. Did you hear about you know about that picture, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a real picture though, but it wouldn't have surprised me. Like that. That's why it was so believable. That's a Rod in a nutshell, and he's a horrible analyst. Don't yeah, he's a started. weirdo from what I hear too, because I, I I remember hearing about it when he would go to MLB about these hearings with him. Um, not necessarily hearings, but I guess internal hearings about him uh, and the steroid scandal and everything. And um, Apparently, like, he, he would make faces at people when they were the only one looking at him at the table. <laughs> what movie was that from? I saw that, too. It was a documentary. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, was, Juiced, a guy, was it? I don't know. It was, a, like, a guy in Miami who was into drugs, I think, and he was an agent. And then, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was a complete disaster. And he was so disaster. desperate to become uh, friends with these guys, and he actually did. It's it's kind of incredible, though, the, the things that Rob Manfred and A-Rod uh, pulled off against Major League Baseball and its fans, and then um, here they are, you know, hand in hand. A Rod sniffing old Robbie's ass. <laughs> I just can't stand him because on the on the television, like maybe it would be good if he bought the Mets so he could get away from being an analyst because all and I could tell you what he does because I've done play by play before. Basically, somebody writes down like notes about every single player. And then they'll be at the plate and he'll just out of at the most awkward inopportune times, just read some random note. Like DJ LeMahieu was, was at the plate. It's a three, one count. He's like, uh, yeah. And DJ LeMahieu likes to play golf and that's it. It's just, he's dropping it's stuff. Shoe horning. Just, it's so uncomfortable. You know, he's forcing it. So uh, people always ask me if you saw a rod, would you tell me how you feel? I think I'd do it in a much nicer way, but yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a complete cheat. And you and I both think he should be in the hall of fame, but he got busted difference between him and the other guys is he actually was dumb enough to get busted. That's the difference. And he thought he'd get away with it too, which is incredible. Was, was that the, what the show was, but the documentary was his, the guy that actually dealt no, the drugs. It was basically about Manfred covering it up and paying people off. <laughs> Uh, who do you like more, Rob Manfred or Alex Rodriguez? I got to go with Alex Rodriguez, I guess, because the only reason is he actually was there to play the game, so he has a position in it. Rob Manfred, I, I don't even think that guy likes baseball, to be honest with you. Uh, but A-Rod, uh, I have less respect for, I would say, because he, when, when you make $500 million in your career, you should not be kissing fucking rob manfred's ass it's ridiculous oh he's and trying to own a team for him to pander to say uh they they brought up that um um the man on second rule and again i tweeted at him i said uh the man on the only reason you love the man on second in extras rule is because you will do anything to p p uh, praise major league baseball and look good for them and again, I said, you're worth a half a billion dollars, but you're a lap dog. It's a terrible rule, <laughs> and I lost all respect for you. Imagine if he's the Mets owner with J-Lo. Can you imagine that? Imagine like, that. Mets fans can't stand him to begin with. He was supposed to go to the Mets, but he's a Yankee. You know, he was a Yankee. So now he's in the mix. Like, what is Alex Rodriguez going to bring to a major league club? I mean, he takes any shot he can at advanced statistics. You know, it's like, well, you can't measure a guy that way. Well, yeah, yes, you can. It's basically the way it's done now. 
Like, what kind of an owner would A-Rod be? I try to convince myself that it'd be good, but I don't see any positives out of this with the exception that he played the game for a long time. That definitely does not make you qualified. I think he would want to be the face of the franchise. He would want to be the face of the franchise more than even like Pete Alonso actually is. And um, I think he would just be a major distraction. It's it's not a good thing. It's like Tim Tebow on steroids, right? You like what I did there? <laughs> that was a good one. You know what? That's a great point. You think that he would want to be the face of the organization. And you know what was interesting? That uh, even when Bryce Harper was there, Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Nationals, kind of made it a point for him to be one of the focal points of the organization. We don't see general managers do that. Uh, there, there was an opening day where they had this big introduction and the general manager who you know built the roster, Mike Rizzo. And I always thought that was a little bit different that they would do that. But I can see that like, and the new owner of the Mets, Alex Rodriguez. And wouldn't most Met fans boo him? I think uh, so. I, I mean, uh, he's just I not a likable guy. Great player, though. My goodness, was he a great player. Yeah, absolute Hall of Famer. Should go on the first ballot. Should be in unanimously, honestly. Uh, I don't put any stock in that, as you well know, but there's no reason not to vote for him once um, you get over the fact that he had the PED stuff and the lying stuff. I mean, the fact is there are already guys in the Hall of Fame who were guilty of the same thing, and... um, they're going to keep out some of the greatest players of all time because they're the scapegoats in all of this. I almost feel as though uh, his ass-kissing of Rob Manfred is a way for him to um, forego the scapegoating like that Barry Bonds dealt with or is dealing with and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, so on and so forth. Well, I mean, Bonds at least got a job in baseball again as a hitting coach. but in a little while. He was just a dick. They didn't like him. You know, Barry Bonds going to rub you the wrong way. Barry now he Bonds seems like the nicest of all guy time. in the world, too. Who, I don't Barry? Know if you ever checked out his Instagram. Barry? Yeah. No, I have not checked out his Instagram. All he ever posts is like stuff about his kids, riding bikes, smiling and stuff. He's a happy guy. He just doesn't like the media. Yeah. And that's well, it. It's a fair point. Him. I don't blame him. I, I always said this. I'm in the media, but if I was a player, I wouldn't trust the media. I would not uh, be down with it. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Like some of these guys really are brilliant that they can have this great personality and always have something unique to say and stay out of trouble. I just know too many guys in the business that are looking just for a story to get over on them. I would Do never any, talk to me. Burn. Like, it what? doesn't matter if they burn it, who they burn or whatever, as long as they get the scoop. Correct. <sighs> and it doesn't always have to be hundred percent correct. That's right. That's the other thing. You know, accountability only goes so far there. Okay, we're done with A-Rod. There's something pretty cool here in Colorado. I'm in Denver, and the special on one of the betting apps here is plus 400 for Charlie Blackman to hit 400. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically 4-1. to So that's big odds for Charlie Blackman to hit 400. He was in the 480s about a week and a half ago. Where is he now in the 430s? So coming in today, he was at 446. However, today he's over two. That drops him down to 435. Yes. 
So it's dropping fast. I know there's other 400 hitters right now, too, or guys that can flirt with it. But where would you go on the Blackman thing? So, again, coming in today, he's at 446. Let's go ahead and add in the at-bats that he had tonight. That's 435. Uh, In order for him to bat 400 over the rest of the course of the season, you're not betting on him to bat 400 for the course of the season. What you're betting on is for him to um, bat 381 over the rest of the course of the season because that's what it's going to take for him to hit 400. However, that... 381 represents a 59.4 hits over 156 plate appearances. As you well know, a fraction of a hit is not a possibility. So you got to go 60 for 156 or some variation of that. And that's a 385 average for the rest of the season. That's what you're betting on. That he's going to hit 385 for the last two thirds of the season? For the last 39 games. (laughs) <laughs> that's where we are already by the way like <laughs> the trade deadlines in two weeks <laughs> you realize that could you well, imagine if you told us this time last year we'd be talking about charlie blackman hitting 435 with 39 games left that would be so amazing how great would that be yeah and then we find out what it what, what it really was. was he wouldn't he wouldn't really qualify yeah uh, i don't think blackman's gonna do it i, I did not place that bet you got a couple Phillies hitting 400 right now, right? No. So the Phillies um, aren't hitting 400. You have um, Solano on the Giants who's hitting 400 out of mm-hmm. – I don't even know where this kid came from, but he's been absolutely awesome uh, since like the middle of, I want to say, last season or so. I I had um, – oh, I have his numbers up. Um, since July 13th. Of last year, he uh, over sixty-eight games is batting three seventy-three, three ninety-eight, five twenty-nine. This dude is thirty, almost thirty-three years old. He was out of the bigs for three years, and he is absolutely raking. The Phillies, though, have my guys, Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. known Philly guy, <laughs> and um, of course JT Realmuto. Yeah, and uh, Harper uh, over his last fifty-six games since August fifteenth is batting three eighteen, four seventeen, six fifty-one. Uh, he's got one hundred seventy-three weighted runs created plus and a four thirty-four weighted on-base average. Ralmuto, on the other hand, has been given his position consideration, arguably, arguably the um, the best player in baseball. Uh, I mean, not definitely not the best hitter, but he's right up there. But then when you consider the fact that the guy's a catcher, um, you, you have to say he's, he's, he's up there. And um, for him, over his last 162, he's sitting at 296, 353, 653. Uh, and um, over that span, I said over whatever I said, uh, over his last 50 games, excuse me, uh, he 296, 353, 653. And over that 50-game span, he's got 38 runs, 12 doubles, 2 homers, 18 home runs. That's nearly a 50-home run uh, season span and 46 RBI. Um, You're looking at a guy who, over 162 games, is giving you about 50 homers, 150 RBI, and uh, 120 runs scored. Hmm. 120 runs scored. 
Came out of Columbia. It's always fun when these guys just bust out, you know? I hope he keep, keeps it up. I hope he hits 400. <laughs> I, you got to wonder if he ever thought he was going to play baseball again. You know? And then he got with the Yankees. Oh, you're back and, on Solano? <laughs> yeah, I'm back on Solano here. I'm just looking at Solano stuff. Yeah, Unbelievable, right? Yeah, it's so much fun. I hope I'm rooting for this guy. People think the Giants are complete horse shit, like they're a really bad team. They actually got a couple of decent pieces on that team. Mike Ostrimski has been raking. Um, I Dickerson. love that kid. And I, I hate that he didn't get to start playing Major League Baseball until he was, um, what, uh, 27 years old? Six? Really? 26, 27. Let me see when he debuted. Uh, of course, I went to right the Right now he's 29. Ostrimski. So probably 27. I went to the wrong Ostrimski page. I don't know if you knew this, but he had a grandfather who played. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What was his name? Babe Ruth? <laughs> I hate uh, so he de- uh, he debuted at 28 he was almost 29 already with the Orioles right because I remember no, he never they never called him up the they Orioles you up. covered baseball in this area for a long time you know uh-huh. the Orioles never make good decisions yeah because then they just gave up on him you know he was for a, what reason look at his numbers in the minors they were good well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't under I don't remember it. I always thought that he came up, and he was always very highly regarded in the organization. So, I, I mean, what we're looking at here, I'm just now I got the, Andrew Kashner is who he had his first home run on. Who was he traded for? My God, look. or was he yeah, just his released? numbers were respectable enough to get a, a call? Uh, he was traded for Tyler Herb. No, I don't know. Um, Tyler Herb, I think, no, that's not him. Uh, Tyler Herb has uh, no major league experience, uh, actually. None. So the Orioles gave up Mike Ustramski for a dude who has given them uh, 5.82 earned run average, 7.16 in AAA. Uh, fantastic, guys. I will say this about the Orioles, though. They are fun. Santander, one, they've got some offense. They have been crushing the baseball. I saw I like article. Uh, Iglesias. There was like the top four or five pitchers in baseball that they have just destroyed this year. And, you know, Max Scherzer was one of them. I saw that start. This is a team that has been roughing up number one pitchers. They're just a really, they're off to a really hot start. I hope it continues. Who did you say you liked? Uh, Iglesias. You like Iglesias? Rysal Iglesias? Uh, always been a fan of Jose Iglesias. Yeah. Um, Hanser Alberto. Uh, who else? He, he's Renato Nunez. breaks. Yeah, all of them. They just they hit the ball really well. It's fun to see. Unfortunately, they don't have any pitching. So, But they're off to a great start. You were saying this at the beginning of the year. You don't know what's going to happen, though. And it really has turned in like bizarro world. The Marlins are weird things. Yeah, the Marlins are finally starting to regress to what they are. Okay, but that was a fun couple of weeks for them. Who who was that? The Marlins. Well, they're nine and six still. Yeah, they're start the shit's starting to hit the fan with them. Yeah, two and five. They're less. Yeah, they're going to lose again tonight. Robbie Cano hit two home runs up against them. Pete Alonso hit two home runs against them. But then, uh, so I got to I got to gloat a little bit. I, I. I think if we go back in the um, the archives, uh, you can pull up where I said the Rockies would be right there, and sure enough, 
they are right there, aren't they? They've been one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, I, I did not take your advice to put some money on them, even making the playoffs, not sold on them. But two years ago, I was right there with you. Two years ago, you pegged them too. Last year was yeah. just an aberration. And I missed by a game, right? If you I know remember. what? I actually gave you a shout out today, come to think of it. I forgot about yeah. that. I do a show now. My new job is uh, Run Pure Sports. Okay, and we talk DFS and betting. Run Pure Sports. I'm going to throw it out there again. Anyways, uh, we we're talking about the Rockies and the Astros. They got that series coming up. And one guy said, I think the Rockies are just going to crush tonight. And I said, well, you know, my, my buddy Ryan Spader, the ace of Spader on Twitter, of course, uh, he ended up <clears throat> telling me about the, the home road splits and how they have problems hitting on the road because they're actually seeing breaking balls as opposed to fastballs. And uh, they learned something. I hope I told the story right. Uh, there's a lot more to it, but Correct. you're pretty close, and they only have one run tonight uh, through four innings. So your theory proving right again? For now. For now, right. At least for – actually, I need a lot of runs in that game. So, um, yeah, that's a couple of the surprises here. The Marlins, the Orioles being a surprise. Like, How much are we looking into this, though? Again, the third of the season is done. You can just start telling. Like Boston could be in the worst position of any team. They are horrible. Their offense is underachieving. They have one of the five worst rotations in baseball, and their bullpen's not much better. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays. They're coming back in the NFL with NFL Sunday Ticket.tv. You can stream every game live at a market. NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone, DirecTV, Fantasy Zone channels. You'll never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is the key to the most glorious Sundays ever. I am going to use the promo code Blue Wire because every year I get NFL Sunday ticket. And this year, I and you will get 15% off a checkout off your subscription if you get the NFL Sunday Ticket.tv. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket.tv. Use promo code Blue Wire. Yeah, Boston has really struggled this season, Spader. Yeah, Boston's in a terrible position obviously their record's not worse than the pirates right now but the pirates always suck boston's position is unique um it's it's got to be a disaster for the organization that is now an organization that has a legacy of winning and their fans who um tend to be some of the most arrogant fans in all of sports <laughs> uh, especially when you consider what mookie betts has been doing in la sure he had a slow start he was batting just 206, uh, 270, 265 through the first seven games. But in the 15 games since, he's hit eight home runs. He's got 16 RBI. And mind you, he's been batting first a lot. He's um, batting 385, 439, 923. Those are uh, Bonzian-like numbers. Mm. Poor Red Sox. I don't feel bad for him. But boy, the uh, and then there's the Yankees. Stanton, IL, Judge, IL, LeMay. It seems like this IL. is every single year. And Both they're New York still, teams. They're still really good, but how has this, this happened to this team all the time? Not only is it position players, their pitchers fell down. What Severino's out for the year. The Pineda, I don't know. A couple they need of a new medical staff or training staff or something because it's a disaster. It's unacceptable. The Nationals used to be like this, and they finally got rid of everybody because they were having injuries left and right every single year and they did they went over to europe and tabbed some soccer uh some soccer teams 
medical staff and they brought them over in the last couple of years, uh, they've been a lot better off. I'll tell you that much. You're right. The Yankees need to change something here. This is unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, when you have LeMahieu down, Judge down, Stanton down, uh, their backup catchers down, they have how many pitchers who are down? It's it's just ridiculous, and something's got to something's got to change for them because it's it, it, not only is it um, year after year, but it always seems like it's the same guys. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, it's Stanton, and they call him soft. I mean, Stanton did have the hit by the pitch in the face, but besides for that, there's just a lot of bad things that happen with his body. There's some great stuff. I mean, when he's healthy, he hits long home runs, but his body, it's like Mr. Glass at this point. And Judge didn't seem much healthier. Judge always seems like he's ending up on the IL for something or other. Fascinating how these two guys, and they got a lot locked up in them, and they're so talented, and they can't stay on the field. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Yankees fans, uh, and it's unfortunate for the guys. I'd never wish in- injury on anybody, um, and again, it's just something we see year after year, and I've I've come to expect it at this point. I I ne- I'll always think this team is going to hurt, but the thing about that is, um, they always seem to find a way to win. It's they're like Jurassic Park, <laughs> and it just doesn't stop. Life finds I- a way. Do you want to know who I think started this whole bullpen revolution here where we're using a lot more of the bullpen? Go ahead. Brian Cashman. Because I remember talking to him years ago. I mean, this is probably a dozen years ago. And we were talking about his rotation. It's like, you know, the rotation isn't that deep. Some of these guys don't go deep. He's like, this is why I'm starting to build my bullpen up. You know, we're going to try and get as many arms down there as possible. Shorten the game that way. So I know there's been a lot of talk of it, but I do believe that my, my opinion is that it was Cashman that came up with this. I don't agree. Who did uh, it? I cannot remember. There's a guy. I can't remember what his name is, but he actually wrote this. Um, I don't know what you would call it, like a thesis in like 1990 about how teams should abolish starting pitching. And what they should do is just have their guys pitch in cycles of three innings. Right, but he didn't implement that in baseball. Oh, of course. Yeah, right. Okay, you're saying. So I should have been clear. Yes, All I right. think that, that Cashman implemented using more bullpen arms. That's what uh, I'll say. I'll give you that. But tell me the rest of the story. But this I, I feel badly because I can't remember the guy's name to give him credit, but he, he theorized that the best team in baseball would be the team that just used their – pitchers in their best innings which is their first three typically so what he wanted to do was have pitchers just pitch in cycles of three innings you have no starters you have no relievers you just have a guy who goes three in for one two three then another four five six and then seven eight nine and then the next day you have a one two three a four five six a seven eight nine so on and so forth and um, it's a concept that would take some serious balls to give a shot but I could definitely see how that would potentially be um, something that could work, especially if you're talking, let's say, um, a 15-pitcher uh, 15, uh, 15 deep, um, I don't even know what you would call that, a staff, 15-pitcher mm-hmm. deep staff, and they are pitching about oof, uh, 96, 99 innings a year. Mm. <laughs> it's amazing and it's come a long way 
And there's still a lot of people that tried to, I think a lot of teams, and they might even try this today, is like, we're just going to go, they don't call a closer by committee anymore. It's like whoever is ready at the back end of the bullpen mm-hmm. without, again, without realizing that some guys piss their pants the closer they are to the ninth inning. It's just factual. Well, there's, is, yeah, I used to be anti-human element, but it's definitely a thing. I've spoken to enough guys. That, oh, my God. I would The best education I ever got was from a guy, uh, Buck Martinez. And Buck does the Blue Jays games on TV now. He was their manager for a long time, was a catcher for a long time, too. Um, and, and that's who really pointed this out to me. He's like, Listen, I've been a manager in the big. This is how he tell you. I've been a manager in the bigs before, and I'll tell you this much: some guys' assholes just get a lot tighter the closer it is to the ninth inning. So they might have a great arm, but it's not going to work out in the back. And I'm like, oh my god, you know what? You've got a great point because we see a lot of guys get the opportunity in the ninth, and it just doesn't happen. There is a huge human element there. Yeah, it's, that, it's quantifiable. That is a great it's, line. <laughs> yeah, right. Our assholes get all tight. Ron Washington liked to talk about assholes getting tight too. Yeah, I bet yeah. he did. He goes, I don't like rookies. I don't like rookies. The asshole get too tight. And it was great when he clenched his fist because I actually got a visual of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spader, stats, stats, stats. One Ron Washington story. We already did your stats, but I still had to do the special effects. Okay. Okay. You had me nervous there. Don't worry about it, buddy. I got you covered. I just needed to throw it in there. Just like I need to throw this... Uh, wonderful deal dash promo in because i actually checked this out and spader it's sensational if you ever heard of deal dash.com because it is the best it is the most honest betting site you can win things you'd never expect to win at a price you'd never believe they got over a thousand auctions every day electronics appliances beauty products home decor even cars spader you, you can buy a car on deal dash here's how it works it's an auction like an auction every item starts at zero goes up one cent every time you bid kickers that the auction clock restarts after 10 seconds that means every time you bid everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours if you go ahead and buy now deal dash offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up and that is huge on top of their other discounts so go to deal dash.com use the offer code blue wire or deal dash.fm blue slash blue wire that's deal dash.fm slash blue wire okay buddy Here's the deal. We got one more thing to talk about before we get out of here. Do you know what it is? I do not. You don't know what it is? You can't remember what you wanted to talk about? Actually, I wanted to talk about it. Uh, The second baseman with the most multi-home run games. Wow. Robbie Cano tied Ryan Sandberg for the all-time major league lead 24 multi-home run games. And Chase Utley was right behind him at 23. Joe Gordon, Jeff Kent, Brett Boone. Well, when we're talking about Robbie Cano at the when his career is over, can we remember the years he was with the Yankees enough to where he's going to be a Hall of Famer? And not only a Hall of Famer, like a just a shoe-in? Or is that little blip... Uh, maybe saying a blip, the suspension for the PED, is that going to keep him out? Because I'm just looking at these numbers. 844 OPS, 126 OPS plus. I mean, it's, you're not blowing it out of the water. 326 home runs. I mean, if you go back in that prime, though, that seven-year prime, I'd say from 2006 to maybe 2012, I'd even go to 2014. He was, if not the best second baseman, he's right up there. 
He's absolutely a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, but I do think the PEDs will keep him out of the Hall of Fame for an extended period of time. We've seen it happen over and over and over again, and it's going to continue to happen until the BBWAA um, writers die. (laughs) I was not expecting to hear that. I'm not wishing for the death of anybody. No, you're not wishing, but you just took it to another level, buddy. I I didn't take it to another level. You did. I took it to a place of fact. (laughs) (laughs) That all the baseball writers. So when do you think the the, uh, analytics revolution just stopped? Like, there are some older people that get it. And John Heyman one time called me an ageist. So I don't want to sound like an ageist. Did you know there was such a thing? (laughs) so anyways where does it stop like most guys in their 50s maybe are not into it 60s or so i wonder where that is i wonder what that i don't know i think that they just i've talked about this many times base bbwaa the thing about them is it's a group that always likes to be in the know right they were in the know about um, closers that's why they were winning the awards in the 80s and stuff. They were in the know about uh, fielders and stuff. That's why Ozzie Smith was a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's why they won Omar Vizquel in the Hall of Fame. Um, they always like to be in the know, and this is something that's just beyond their comprehension. So they therefore have to uh, write it off as nonsensical, and that's the position I think that um, a lot of these guys are in. I mean, you got to be a really old baseball writer because even the guys in their 50s now, like Stark and Rosenthal, all those guys decided to understand it. Well, Stark's a freaking genius. Yeah, Rosenthal, uh, I, agree. I, I don't know how much ana- uh, analysis he conducts. Uh, I know he does a lot of reporting and stuff, and he does a great job. I'm not trying to knock the guy by But he means. reports numbers that are int- – he knows. He knows the numbers. He embraces them. He accepts them. I can guarantee you that. I've talked to him about it plenty hey, of Speaking times. of the numbers – yeah, I gotta throw something at you right now. Is it another Spader stat? Yeah, sure. Let's do Spader one. stat stat stat. Juan yeah, what Soto is it? Juan Soto has fifty nine runs scored <laughs> over his last fifty eight games played. So good. Batting three hundred nine, four twenty five, six ninety six with twenty home runs and fifty three RBIs. So good. It's so ridiculous. Good. Yeah, it really is. Holy shamoli. He, I got a, a question about this, and maybe it was you and me on Twitter. It's like, who are the best in the game right now? Stop saying Mike Trout isn't. I get it. Tatis is really good. Soto's Soto's great too, but there's nobody as great as Mike Trout. But not Bellinger, not any of these guys. He's the best. Stop saying that Yelich is not the best. Yel, what's going on with Yelich this year? But Yelich is not the best. Yelich was great, but he hasn't done it as long as Mike Trout has. So who's two, three, four, and five? Because Tatis, Soto, and Yelich have to be in there, right? I don't know. I can't put Tatis in there. He hasn't done Not long yet. enough. Uh, I'm ready to put Soto in at this point. It's a little early still, but he absolutely is a monster, an absolute mammoth. Um, I don't know. I have, a, I have a tough time with lists, to be honest, because I changed my mind. Well, throw, a, throw a different name out then. Who am I missing here? You wouldn't put Tatis in. I think he's right. I mean, he's there. He's boom. He just blew up. Soto. Are we position players only? Yelich. Yeah. Soto. Yelich. I think Yelich is definitely in there. Trout. Arenado? Arenado is a good one. Absolutely. Uh, well, so well if you're going to say Arenado, what about Rendon? 
Arenado gets knocked. Well, I I've taken I've contended many times that Arenado is much better than Rendon. He just gets knocked. His numbers even his adjusted numbers get knocked because of the Coors effect. They yeah. don't account for the hangover effect, which we've talked about uh, even in this episode. We talked about it many times, and um, it's uh, it's something that I believe will eventually be adjusted for. I hope so. He's just so he's just so great. I know a lot of people out here in Denver thought. DJ LeMahieu was overrated, just an average no, player. And I'm like, and I've even said this since he, was he left here, he was an I above said that the average Cubs player. Made a huge mistake trading. He's him. just taken it to a different place now and completely embraced it. He just had to get out of Colorado, had a new, had a new approach to Literally it, and he's league, hitting yeah. everywhere. Of course, he's hurt right now, but jeez, I'm with you. It's just it, there's such a stain on Coors Field, though. I have a feeling that it's just there's no time anytime soon that people will stop looking at it and say it's skewed more than it actually is. All right, Spader. Great show, buddy. I'll catch you later. We'll talk soon. Follow the Ace of Spader on Twitter at the Ace of Spader. I'm Holden Kushner at Holden Radio, and we'll catch you soon. <laughs>